is why I fucking love Dolores too, because she's a behind closed door kind of person. Yeah. Like, I'm gonna handle you. Cause you because I used to see that look on my mom's face. <laughs> oh, uh-huh. Like, not now, but she's later. From Patterson, y'all. Patterson. <laughs> Welcome to Boy Meets Bravo, your new favorite weekly Bravo TV recap podcast with a twist. We are two Bravo-holics just trying to make it nice and show a formerly unwilling participant why Bravo TV is gone with the wind fabulous. I'm Bree. And I'm LP. And this is Boy Meets Bravo. Episode 44. There we go. There we go. (laughs) We are back, people, with our homemade sound machine. (laughs) (laughs) And we've got a friend of the pod, host of Fix My Life podcast, and our self-proclaimed personal tarot card reader, Nella. Welcome. How are you? Oh my God, I'm so happy to be here. I've been waiting for you guys to invite me on, but I didn't want to be like all needy, like be my man. <laughs> no, we're needy. <laughs> we're so glad to have you. Uh, Desmond and I met Nella several months ago. We were on like a, a super Bravo Zoom call. Um, Namande, that yes. African butterfly. Yes. Much love. Go follow her over yes. on Instagram. She's awesome. I'm glad because I we met a we, we met several other Bravo friends from just those Zoom calls. So she's like, she is the glue for us. Um, but we talk, she is the glue. yeah, we talk Bravo on Insta a lot. Um, and so I, my question for you is what are you watching on Bravo right now? I mean, we watch a little bit of everything, but what's like your jam? I, I really want the, the b- below deck sailing. All the below decks are really my jam because, uh, for whatever reason, I ended up learning how to sail a few, like 10 years ago. Nice. Very and good. I freaking, and I do love it. And I'm 100% with Captain Glenn. If the wind is there, hold on tight, bitches. We're going, <laughs> you know, you can't, you, you, you never, the wind will not wait for you. Nature does not wait for you. You can always replace plates. I love it. See, so Brie and Desmond are not below deck fans, but I am. I watch all of them. I watch the motor yacht and I started watching the sailing. I I love them all. And I'm telling you, Captain Glenn's probably the best. I mean, I love Captain Lee. Yes. Always been a Captain Lee girl, right? Yes. But yes, but Captain Glenn Glenn is down for some adventure. Like, right? Yeah, he is. I love it. Yeah, he is. Do you think, think would you? So, how do you, you sail, but like, do you sleep on the sail? Like that's the one yeah. thing I think I wouldn't be able to do. Is oh my god, it's like being oh no, it's like being rocked like a baby. I have never slept so well in all of my life. All of my life. And the thing is, once like if you're in the if you're in the slip and everything, things are really kind of loud because there's so much going on as far as wind and everything. But if you're like out there anchored somewhere, it is the quietest quiet you have ever heard in all your life and it is so just humbling being on the water and it also depends on the size of the of the craft right you know what what size boat are you on and I was um and I learned on like a 36 footer and you 36 feet is still big but once you're out in the bay it's like (laughs) it's like 
So you really feel like humanity, like, oh shit, I gotta pay attention or I'm gonna die. <laughs> so this is something very real. So like when, when Captain Glenn throws, oh, he throws amazing shade. So when he says, so like, if we're not sailing, it's just a motor yacht. Oh, slap down. So yeah, and then, but here's the thing, you know, it's like, I know Sandy outran pirates and Captain Lee is the stud of the sea, but the, but Glenn, I think I want him in my foxhole. <laughs> I can see yeah, that. Yeah, because there's only certain people I allow in the foxhole. Like not everybody's in Obviously. there. Like some of my best friends aren't even in there because bitch, you're going to be late anyway. But yeah. I would ride with Captain Glenn. I'm with you. Yeah. Oh, for sure. But this new captain down on below deck down under, Ooh. Captain Jason. Oh, shit, though. Good looking. Oh, oh my shit. God. Okay, but only if he doesn't smile. He's one of those oh. dudes that stays hot if they don't smile. Because the minute they smile, you're all like, ooh, what happened? Yeah. Do you know who I lust after on below deck um, sailing yacht is Colin. Oh. No? Okay. I I mean, I could see it. I could see it. But he's like too shady. You know, he's stirring that pot. He's a little bit too in it. Like, uh, but he, I, I, he's out of it. I just think he's pretty. I, I want to know. I want to sit with him. I want to sit with him. I want to hang out with him. I want to get him drunk and see him start shit. That is why I love Colin. Mm. I might need to yeah. hop back on. I keep saying that. And then every no, time I try, back on it. I should. I don't get Gary. I don't understand why all the women like Gary. It makes no sense. No. I'm like, turn no. around, look at Colin. What is your problem? No, no. The only thing at, at this, this point, point, the only thing I think it is, it's like, you know how some women are always competing with each other in that sense. It's like, I'm going to get it. Like, you just can't have it. I'm going to get it too. I'm going to piss on it. It's kind of like that situation. It's not even about Gary anymore. It's the fact that other people want it and I don't want to share my shit. So I'm only going to have it to myself. It's kind of like that. It's the, it's the Austin phenomenon. To me. Like, there you go. It's the Pete you go. of it all. You know, it's. That's it. I don't, mm -mm. I mean, I don't like to share leftovers, but if some people do. Apparently so. We see them on TV. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Um, so know. you're you're here with us in your I'm disengaging shirt. Ah, yes. Which oh, I love so much. And so <laughs> I wonder, um, what did you think about this last season of well, that's a lot. What do you think about Jen Shaw? There it is. Get direct. Don't pussyfoot around the question. Yeah. Jen Shaw is a low low life. Like she, she but, but the thing about Jen Shaw and people like her is that they believe they're lying. They believe their lie 100% to the point where they're gas, they have gaslit themselves into believing their own lie that they don't even remember that they're actually lying. And so that's why when they're so convincing, you're looking at them all like, wait, wait, is she telling the truth? But um, so you know how she started this whole thing because she used to work for Trump University. Really? That's how this whole, yeah, that's how this whole thing started. So she literally stole this model of getting people's information from Trump University because Trump University said the reason that it's no longer and they got and they were um, in court was because they were offering all of these courses and all of these certificates, you know, supposedly that 
certify to you to do it A, B, or C, but none of that was ever actually true. I don't think they actually had classes. There was no valid certification for their courses. So all of this stuff they promised people never happened, right? But then what happened? They declared bankruptcy so they don't have to pay any of the money back, right? So Jen Shaw just kind of copy and pasted this shit. Her and Stu Chains, because Stu. First assistant let's, is going down. Yeah, because let's face it. I mean, I, I'm not discounting the intelligence of any woman ever, but he's the brain to the operation. And let her believe that she was in charge of everything. So when everything did go down, she'd be the patsy to take the fall. That's why nothing is like everything is like so hidden in all of these different accounts. Why she was so vocal about saying she was the boss. She was the one making the decision. She knew everything and everybody was working for her. Of course, you wanted her to do that. So she would be the one to take the fall. And what happened? He pleaded out and she's still insisting she's innocent. Desmond, would you like to <laughs> stand for your I mean, woman? yeah. I just have. <clears throat> oh, I just have one thing to say, y'all. Okay. Innocent until proven guilty. Okay. Whether we believe in the justice system or not, that's the motto. I'm sorry. We see people get off on crimes all the time that no one ever gets heat for. So when she gets off, we're barbecuing. It's going to be a fish fry. <laughs> uh, we're popping bottles. <laughs> so just look out for that special episode. Uh, uh, you know what? If she gets out, I will barbecue that crow myself. <laughs> I will barbecue the crow myself and I will eat it just like Wendy Williams did on her show that one time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm uh, I don't know. I I'm just waiting. I'm waiting to see. I, as like thinking about all the legal things that have happened in the Bravo verse over the past couple of years, like if I had to put Jen Shaw and Erica Jane's situations kind of up, it, it's, it's hard. It's hard to give Jen Shaw the benefit of the doubt for me. Whoa, whoa, whoa. What do you mean by Listen. with the comparison? Well, the comparison. So it's Jen Shaw's company, her her actual company, who is allegedly you know frauding mm -hmm. all of these people and getting all this money from them. Whereas with Erica, mm -hmm. um, it was technically and legally her ex husband's, or her soon to be ex husband's, whatever that is, mm -hmm. right? Um, and so there's that like there could be that plausibility on her part, but how yeah, how does Jen Shaw? argue that away yeah so there's it's like two completely different cases apples and oranges i wouldn't i never would have compared both of them because it's so different what they're being accused of erica was accused of just being a heartless hoe she hadn't even been like served with anything until i think the last couple of months now people are saying she knew what was happening and was benefiting from it because her llc was being run by her husband, who was allowing her to use the law, the, the law firm's credit card, carte blanche. Right. So so she knew she was she was getting funds, but she can say, well, I just thought this is what my husband told me to do. And I as a dutiful wife did it. Right. I don't want to And I never there, questioned like, my husband. Like That's the thing with Jen. Yeah, with Jen Shaw, it's more like, this is my company, I make hella money, I got all of this stuff, 
and I live this fabulous lifestyle. I have four assistants. One of them even knows my menstrual cycle, you know, <laughs> come to find out she didn't even know he had kids. Wow. You bring the tea. I like you. <laughs> now, again, the audacity of it all, I do absolutely love. I, I love an audacious woman. How can you not? That I, I appreciate about her. We, the fact that she defunded, you know, a, a very vulnerable population is to me what makes her indefensible. She knew who she was targeting. She knew who she was going after. Or at least, you know, whoever she was giving the okay to did. So no argument here. I mean, we do. Oh, we, there is, but <laughs> yeah, there is, but less. We're here for our ladies of Atlanta. Yeah, we'll keep yeah. it moving. We'll keep it moving. The ladies of Atlanta, back or back to Salt Lake. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah, but I am excited for this next season of Salt Lake City to see what happens. Eventually, Whitney and Heather are going to have to answer to a lot of shit because, yeah, I think they're stirring the pot and doing their stuff i'm over meredith mark she can go away she brings nothing to the table same i agree same. we're all disengaging nothing. meredith we're all yeah <laughs> lisa barlow can stay all day though yep no thanks no she is down to say shit that came out of nowhere that off or almost off mic moment was phenomenal <laughs> phenomenal oh the my god she's everything. not as calm and almost- as cool yeah, she's not as calm, as cool, or collected as she thinks she is. And I love can. it when she leaves. I mean, obviously, the the uh, evasion of the New York Police Department was the top part of the season. But close second, close second was Lisa Barlow's rant on Meredith Marks. Oh, it was beautiful. It was beautiful. I know oh, that they're, I know that they're filming now. I, I wonder when they'll be. I mean, it, w- it would have to be in 2023, I'm sure, that they're coming back. But I don't know. We'll see. I'm ready you know what is coming back? Bruget. Yes. Ultimate Girls Trip. Ex-Wives Club. I just saw it was like the tagline, which I think is hilarious. Yeah. I love it too. Is that what it's so called? Good. Yes. Yeah, the Ex-Wives Club. Is it all divorced women? Um, I don't know. No, if it's all what div- former housewives. Yeah. Well, they're not oh, on anymore. Got it. Now I'm. <laughs> Although thinking about it, I think maybe they are all. Uh, they're all former nobody's yeah. currently on their seasons or on their shows because it? it's like ava and is it ava phaedra not yep. on their show phaedra Jill, yes serena yes. not on their show yeah vicky tamra not on their show after seasons later no one from no, new no jersey from that's interesting phaedra is a former housewife of atlanta I've and heard the name. she um has given us some very interesting moments from having a pregnancy um, photo shoot with sucking a pickle. Um, yeah, a <laughs> yeah. big pickle too. Big, I like a big pickle. She like could not figure out her own timeline. She was basically trying to lie to her parents and basically- Pretend uh, like she wasn't knocked up when she got married. Yeah, she uh, the math didn't work out, never once, but uh, yeah, I, she's, she's given us some pride. Moments. Brandy Glanville. Oh, I've seen her face. I've seen her face a lot. That's her in the. That's Vicky. Oh, Vicky. I've seen her face a lot. She's the OG of the OG. She's the original housewife. Of what city? OC. Orange County. OC. Orange County was the first franchise. Yeah. She was like one of the pinnacle housewives. Like, I think she was center 
center peach, as we would say. So what's interesting is that I uh, am reading that book, the Not All Diamonds and Rosé, the Brian, Brian Moylan show, one, yeah. the, the book one. Um, oh, and please, if you if register with your library, get a free library card because you can find all of these books at your library for free. And then you can put them on your phone. Please, this is how I'm reading all this shit because I ain't buying it. Shout out so to they were- public libraries. Amen. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Shout out to yeah. public libraries, y'all. Yeah, because I've been reading, and it was so funny that you mentioned that because they were talking about the beginnings of the show and how some dude was living in Kodo and started this whole thing. Oh, maybe we can talk about all this stuff. And it ended up that they, it was a totally different show in the very beginning. They wanted to do it kind of like, uh, who's that Larry David, that one show? Curb, um, Curb Yeah, they, that's the style he originally wanted to do. So it's like, you know, you would give these families, this is what you're doing, but ad lib it. And then that morphed into only the women ended up being really interesting. And that's how they got them all together. But it is just fascinating how it was Vicky's son, Michael, who contacted the production people about wanting to be on the show because originally it was going to be all families, like focusing on the kids and stuff like that. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Michael started the Housewives? No, 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 no. Michael, Vicky's son sent in a letter wanting to be on the show and, you know. Got it, got it, got it, got it, got it. Now. So it's very interesting that we're talking about Housewives because that was the one I started watching. And I started watching it because, um, well, at the time, you know, politics in California are super contentious. It's a blue state except for Orange County, pretty much in in the northern counties. But uh, so I kind of came in watching it like going, I'm going to hate all these women because they're all fucking Republicans and they're all (laughs) garbage. And they all, and because when you hear behind the gates, that's, that's not even coded. This is a gated community where we're not going to let in poor brown and black people. When you, when I heard that, that's exactly what I knew what they meant. And I was like, okay, so if we're going to trash these people, let's trash these people. And they did, they did it to themselves. They look like garbage and they still are garbage. It's like, look at you, your self-inflated ego. And that's all these housewives are. So when they started one in Atlanta, I didn't want to watch because I didn't want to see black women put in a position of looking like not see women. Yeah. So it took me a long time to finally come over to Atlanta. But when I finally did, I was all in. I'm like, yeah. Number one franchise. Number one. Yeah. And they, and yeah, they do have self-inflated egos, but I watch it with a completely different lens. So that's on me. That's true. That makes, that makes, that it's different that way when you look at it. Yeah. You got to yeah. like intentionally look at it through a different lens. Yeah. Cause it's, cause I knew why I didn't want to watch it because I didn't want to like not root for these women and some of these, and, but, but when I made my mind shift and said, okay, I'm going to see what this is about. Cause everybody's saying it's hilarious. So, and it was, it is. <laughs> I mean, I guess if you look at it through the lens of it's not, it's not exploitive in turn, but more yeah. so like it's a platform for these yeah. women to do what they want with it. Right. And like, yes. obviously it doesn't matter the show, they have to create drama. That's what we're all there to watch. So like, yeah, it, but it, I can understand how you would not want to necessarily yeah. play into that. <laughs> 
Well, before we start talking Roa, the new premiere, um, another OG city that kind of wrapped or started to wrap this week was New Jersey. Have you been watching? Yes. Yeah, my stomach kind of hurts a little bit. I'm tired of the yelling. The first part of the reunion was a lot. <laughs> it was a lot, a lot. Talk um, about women looking bad. Like that's that's the show where yeah. it's nonsensically. So like, let me ask you, all of you, um, you saw like a clip. I don't think you watched the episode with me, but um, are we team Teresa or are we team Melissa? Unpopular opinion, Melissa. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. I know the internet is all team Teresa. I am a Twitter junkie. <laughs> I'm on Twitter every day, all day, and unfortunately, it's taken over by Bravo now. But <laughs> so I'm, proud. But I'm sorry. I'm I'm with Melissa. To me, if Teresa is going to fall on this whole motto of you don't go against the family, you can't pick and choose your family at that point. Mm-hmm. Like if your brother marries somebody, that person is now your family. You have to stick up for him. So I'm sorry. Yeah, I am in agreement. I am like, yeah, it's, I, I think, especially after the reunions, Teresa did not come off looking great. She, she didn't. was no. nonsensical about her, like the indefensible actions. Like it's just, it did none of it. It was to a point that was mean. Right. And to exactly to your point, if you're going to say family's family, family is the most important thing. Then like, even if you don't like the broad that your that your brother married, like you can't, shit on her and then expect her to stand up for you mm-hmm. like it's not it does it has to go both ways and it seems like Teresa's definition of it is very one-sided and it's it's becoming more and more obvious and when she said roll the camera because she couldn't <laughs> think of a time or roll the footage because she couldn't think of a time that she had stood up for her brother or her sister-in-law like evidence shows and to to their credit the Gorgas have usually acted at least on television. I, you know, things happen that off camera that we don't maybe see, but like they've acted classier. They, I mean, he, I can see that there's hurt and that there's pain there and they act on that sometimes, but like they don't seem to, I don't know, they, they, they seem to keep their mouth shut when they really need to. And Teresa doesn't seem to give them the same grace. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I thought it was really interesting that we really saw the beginning of the hate of the relationship for Teresa and Melissa. Like I'm glad that they admitted it. Like before they even got married, they have never, ever liked each other ever. I mean, honestly, because this is the thing. It's like, how long does it take to plan one of these weddings? Right. Usually more than a year. Right. Let's just say it was about a year. So Teresa got pregnant after they had already set their wedding date. That was the most ridiculous thing I'd ever heard. She was so upset. My internet and Bravo app is spotty. So um, Andy's face froze (laughs) when he turned around and after Teresa said it, he was like, so you're telling me you're mad because she got married while you were pregnant? And she's like, yes. And he just did this like whole face roll with his mouth wide open and it froze at the most beautiful time I was laughing my ass off it was fantastic yeah that's 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 ridiculous and that's what she keeps falling back on as to part of why she's not trying to have Melissa be in her wedding when at the end of the day she just doesn't like Melissa that never has and they finally both admitted it 
on camera to each other. Melissa's like, well, then let's stop faking it for America. Even though America was like, we know we're good. We know. (laughs) Yeah, no, we saw it on the ultimate girls trip. There was no questions asked. Yeah. They basically said, yeah, this is the, we, the only time we talk is when we're on television. Yeah. And that's fine. Thank you for letting us know. We know that this reality show is not like full blown reality, but yeah, it's sad and weird. Their, their whole thing, but I'm actually, I'm, I'm team Melissa here too. So you're not alone. Desmond. Um, Teresa just was, she's been acting crazy. Um, she kind of has the right to as like the OG on New Jersey. Like she can do whatever she wants, but we can like view her however we want because of that. (laughs) So that just is what it is for me. Yeah. I, she's just a piece of work. She is so diluted. There is no personal growth to Teresa. That's you watch her the very first season and you watch her now, she's the exact same person. There yeah. is no involvement. She had I like mean, a minute after jail, right? When she was like a yogi. And then that was done. She was all into yoga and like meditation. She wrote a book about it. <laughs> um, and here we are. I don't see the yogi her. portion of it. Oh God. Well, she had all those Buddhas in the new house. <laughs> I, it, somehow I find that very offensive. Very offensive. <laughs> I'm curious to see, I would love to see the new owners and what they do to this place, right? Because to me, their house is the gaudiest thing in America. It's like an Italian villa with all this heinous marble and wrought iron like railings. I can't stand it. And I'm just curious to see, are they going to live in Teresa Giudice Giudice's house or are they going to like make it their own? I, I, I couldn't imagine. Can we do a flip or flop on that one? Can we, someone call HGTV. I want to see that too. I want to see that too. Like everything in there is just so like not the best of the best. You know, it's like you could see it through the TV and know it's like, that's janky as fuck. (laughs) It's like, no. Yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot. It's questionable construction quality. That's all I got to say. Well, what are y'all's thoughts on Teresa not inviting our beloved Dolores? We here, I got to tell you, Nella, we are the ultimate Dolores fans. Like we stand for Dolores so hard. We would, I think all of us might lay our life down for her. Uh, I don't know if I would lay my life down for her, but I would definitely fuck with her heart. I do love Dolores. I love Dolores. The thing, oh God, just, but, but what it, this is what I think it is though. And this is what I've read because I ain't got nothing else to do because I'm single and I got two cats. And so, <laughs> so one of the, because it has to do with Dina Manzo. Yep. Dina Manzo is still like Dina and, De- and Teresa are still super, super tight. But Dolores and Caroline are still really, really good friends. And I think there's a gauntlet that has been thrown by Dina, pretty much saying anybody who fucks with Caroline is not allowed near me so Teresa made a choice now considering that whole situation I 100% side with Dina like how the fuck Caroline could you write a letter it's to the court uh, as a character witness for my ex-husband that sent mobsters to assault me and my husband in our house in Malibu Caroline was behind that well, we don't know no, if she no, was no, behind no. it, she, but she wrote a character witness letter for she, yeah. the guy. The brother. Yeah. yeah. So guess what? The monster who did it 
did it in exchange for a discount for a party at the brownstone so i would never fuck with caroline either i would never fuck with any of those manzos fuck the manzos oh and you you want to go i forgot where i read it but the whole story about like big al her father-in-law that shit is crazy they found him in the trunk of a car with his hands cut out and stuffed in his mouth (gasps) it was real mobster shit real motherfucking mobster shit like all these people like the no I feel like that girl in Crime Junkie, the, the psychic who reacts to That's the story. But I'm truly, I didn't know this. <laughs> That's crazy as hell. That's yeah. insane. So when Caroline was crying about nobody knows what happened to my father-in-law, it's all speculation. She is motherfucking lying out of both sides of her mouth. Wow. So in this case, Team Dina, but also team Dolores fuck Teresa yeah 100 percent 100 I can't I mean and it was a stupid thing to try and like per- give a fake reason at the reunion when you could just say I Listen. didn't invite you because we didn't double date yeah come on I would never go anywhere see I, I yeah and Dolores seemed to be like very calm cool and collected about it she was like so obviously there definitely is something deeper there. And she was like, yep, she's right. Can't, can't cross that line. Right. We'll handle that later. We're not doing it here. Yeah. Dolores understands really the Jersey code and you don't fuck with that. <laughs> and, and you don't do it in front of people. You do that shit behind closed doors. Mm-hmm. Dolores, this is why I fucking love Dolores too, because she's a behind closed door kind of person. Yeah. Like I'm going to handle you. Cause you, cause I used to see that look on my mom's face. Hmm. Uh huh. Like not now. Later. Patterson, y'all. Patterson. (laughs) Yeah, Dolores has my mom's look. Like, damn. So is it? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Dolores and Betty Whopper from the same place. I'm sure they're neighbors. Okay. Okay. Damn. Well, there's a couple more. You know, parts of. New Jersey reunion, I'm sure. Hopefully they're not doing the four part situation anymore and it starts no. to three again. Um, but let's uh let's take a really quick break and come back to talk about our girls in the A with the peaches and all the things. Roa! We'll be right back. But wait, there's more. Make sure you check out part two as we talk Roa season 14 premiere with Nella. Subscribe anywhere you get your podcast so you don't miss it. Thanks. 